is much ado about fiction. They created words just because he wanted to. I'm Gru McKay. Oh, hot dicky River Rainbow. Brought to you by three shivering ladies whispering sweet nothings into a microphone. Okay, uh, so today we're gonna do anachronisms. That's What's topic of the day. What's that, Greer? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> An anachronism is an error in chronology. Geology. And gology. <laughs> like, like gology. What are some examples, Greer? Well, Greer, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, some of examples. Okay, so uh, over the Christmas holiday, I was watching uh, my favorite Christmas movie, as I stated in the previous podcast, Muppets Christmas Carol. Ooh, I do love it so very much. But classic. <laughs> it is classic. And as I was re-watching it, um, for the umpteenth time, I there's this scene where Jacob Marley, and I can't remember what his brother is, because he has a brother in, in the Muppets, because they're the two old guys, you know, that are crotchety and stuff. Brother and Muppets? Yes. And they, they play the Marley brothers, as opposed to just this, the singular Marley. But Jacob Marley's like, the orphans were sitting outside with their frostbitten teddy bears! And... <gasps> And teddy bear is an anachronism because the teddy bear, fun fact of the day for you. This is the first of many, you guys, so get excited. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the teddy bear, also known as the Stife Bear, were made popular in 1906, and presumably, assuming that the that the Dickens Christmas Carol is supposed to be set when Charles Dickens wrote it, which is what my understanding is, uh, it would be in 1843, because A Christmas Carol came out on December 19th, 1843. Oh. Yeah, so there you wow. go. Teddy bears that were called Stife bears, there's actually two people that kind of claim to have created teddy bears, and they made them like at the same time, unaware of the other making them. Made to, so everybody knows teddy bears are called teddy bears because it's based off of Teddy Roosevelt, who actually did not like being called Teddy. So it's kind of funny that we honor him by using a name he hates. But anywho, <laughs> right? Um, they, they made it after there was like a political cartoon of um, of Teddy, right, of President Roosevelt. And he refused to shoot a bear that his, like, team had tied up against uh, a tree. Against, the, obviously, the bear's will. And Teddy's like, that's not sportsmanlike. I'm not going to shoot the bear. But then the, it was like, he told them to kill the bear, because, based yeah. off of my research, because the bear was in pain or something. It was like... Because he was being forced to I think he had been beaten. It was like, they, they were pretty asshole-like. They were assholes. Yeah, so they're just animal abusers? Yes. Maybe? Basically, they're animal Don't abusers. buy teddy bears. Yeah, they suck. They suck. You should not abuse animals, regardless of how big they are to you. They're still freaking animals, just like you don't abuse someone that's bigger than you. 
That, that's human. You just don't do it. It's wrong. I don't know how to explain morals other than that. I'm glad they're dead. Clap back. Oh, golly. <laughs> well, okay. Let's clap back at them. They died. They've been dead for a while. <laughs> um, Good reddance. But, so, sta- so that was Morris and Rose McDum that were set, they were in the United States. They like came up with the idea based off of the political cartoon but I don't know what the what Stife came up with I don't know how he came up with the bear idea but he did and it was like the same time and he actually came out with the bear in 1900 oh gosh 1903 at the Leipzig or Leipzig toy fair in Germany and he uh, wasn't doing very well, and then an American retailer of some sort, it, it was, they did not give a name to me, bought a hundred teddy bears, and then by the end of the fair, they bought 3,000 more teddy bears, and so it, like, saved the stag company, essentially. And then, in 1904, St. Louis, uh, at the St. Louis World's Fair, which is, you know, meet me in St. Louis, it's kind of based off of, like, the World's Fair. Anyhow, that's another Christmas Big movie, globe. by the by. Yeah, the World's cool. Fair, and it was all the lights and beautiful, and meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair, that song. Um, Stife sold 12,000 teddy bears. Damn. And, moral of the story, really. <laughs> the main point of that whole long tangent of teddy bears is that they were not created in the 1840s. They, they were created a good 60 years later. And so that would be an anachronism. Let's not oh, pay damn. attention to the fact that Muppets were also not, did not exist, nor are human. But, you know, that is... <laughs> yeah, they, they did have, like, an implied, like, time, or, like, a temporal setting. So yes, exactly. That is an unexpected, interesting anachronism to bring up. Yeah. yeah. Did not know these things. Yeah, there you go. And now you know more about teddy bears than you ever wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> now, and now I can't unlearn that he kind of... Abused animals a little bit. Well, Teddy Roosevelt was actually the reason. He said to kill him after they abused him, but he did not ask them to abuse the bear. Oh. He was actually, like, really sick as a kid, and he wasn't expected to live very long. He wasn't expected to be very big. And so, I mean, he has his... He's got a great story. He really he does. He does. We'll give we'll give him that. Yeah. He has we'll his impressive moments, and then he has his oh god, why can't you just be a better person moments. Yeah. Politics in general. For real. As so many people do. Like Winston Churchill, not always the greatest man. He, he was such a he good saved us from like, reputation or something. Hitler. Huh? Oh. I feel like every time his like name is brought up, people are just like, oh, what what a good man he was. Yeah. Kind of thing. He was like an alcoholic and he smoked a lot and he smoked a lot of wood. I mean, <laughs> just cigars, which isn't like a bad thing. He was also, though, a really good painter, which I do kind of enjoy because, you know, Hitler wanted to be an artist and then he didn't get accepted and a whole thing. So it's like kind of hilarious that the person that helped lead his defeat was an amateur painter that, like, people have actually talked about how. Theoretically, if he had chosen a path of art, I mean, he would never have been like. Yeah, then like the Holocaust wouldn't have happened, kind of thing. Yeah. I kind of like wonder that too. Like, well, maybe. Which is, you'd think if he's so interested in beauty, you wouldn't want to spread such hate and evil. Speaking of Hitler, segue. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have uh, an example of an anachronism that probably doesn't work <laughs> at all, but it works a little bit. 
In Rick and Morty, there is an episode where there are a lot of space parasites in the Smith's house, and they all disguise themselves as other characters, and they mess with your memory, and just basically try to infect you by that, and be a familiar person that you knew, but you actually don't. Anyways, one of the parasites is, or I think it's the parasite, or it's in the part, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Character is Adolf Linkler, and he's mixed between Abraham Lincoln and Adolf Hitler, and he has a lot of internal challenges because of his two separate identities. <laughs> and Rick and Morty is presumably based in like the current day, so he's an anachronism and super fake because he is two different people smashing into one. I don't but. know if he would be considered an anachronism because in my heart and soul, <laughs> I suppose they <laughs> kind of like the time travel question that we have. Yes, which we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. which is yes. how much of time travel travel is an anachronism because obviously we, as far as we're aware, the technology does not currently exist. But theoretically, if the technology did exist and you went back in time. It's like the, like with the Doctor Who, like the TARDIS, um, is it considered an anachronism because the chronology of the person doing the time travel works, but the chronology of the people in the time past doesn't work. Yeah. So it's only an anachronism to some of them, but it's not an anachronism to all of them. Well, yeah, just depending on the era in chronological time, something can be considered an, an anachronism and some... In some eras, it cannot. Yeah. And even, Crazy. like, in things, like in Doctor Who, when the TARDIS, which is, you know, a blue police box, and blue police boxes only came to being in the United, in the UK, only in the UK, in 1920s and then, like, throughout the 20th century. But they were never, as far as I have done, as far as the research showed me... <laughs> <laughs> they weren't anywhere else in the world. And in Glasgow, up until the 1960s, they were red. And it's the only place in the UK that had a different colored police box. Huh. If he went to the 1930s in London with his blue police box, then the blue police box itself wouldn't be an anachronism. Oh, damn. It, was it a made sense. facets to that. I so, think same as with Back to the Future, then. This is the same exact Kind of, except actually, an anachronism in Back to the Future is the guitar that he uses. The Gibson ES... Shit. <laughs> I have it somewhere, damn it. Gibson the, electric shits. The Gibson ES345 guitar that he plays Johnny B. Good, and it's uh-huh. the red guitar, that it didn't come out until 1958, and the movie is set in 1955. So, it's still an anachronism because oh. even in the movie, they never, like, show him how he gets the oh. guitar. They just sort of have the guitar there. So, the band's huh. supposedly playing it, but the band yeah. isn't playing it because it didn't exist. So, Weird. it's an anachronism for everybody. Damn. <laughs> wow. That was bizarre. <laughs> so, it's like go. a hidden anachronism. Because, like, there's, like, the obvious one that everybody would think. Which yes, is them going. Yes, the DeLorean yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. But then that's, like, the real, the OG anachronism. Yeah. And also, he stole Johnny Be Good, but... <laughs> Isn't that fun? That's fun. Anyway, oh, those are some of my my fun facts of the day for you guys. I'm trying to think of... Oh, you had another time travel one, though. 
Didn't you go to the... Wait, which one? Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. <laughs> if anybody's excellent seen to that. Each other. <laughs> Isn't it be excellent to... Is it be awesome to each other? It's excellent. Yeah, I believe so. Be excellent to each other. There's a new one coming out. <laughs> yeah. Which I have I still haven't seen the, com- the, the previews for it, but... I've, yeah, I've only heard I'm intrigued. Gossip. But if you haven't Google. seen it, uh, yeah, these dudes need to finish a history report by the next day, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because and of that movie, I always say Beethoven. Every time I see <laughs> Beethoven. And Beethoven's like my favorite no, composer, so I listen to him all the time. And every time I see him, I'm like, Beethoven. <laughs> Damn it, Bill and Ted. I listen to a lot of Beethoven these days. Don't they, like, travel with... I forget the. There's like three. Which one? Oh, yeah. Shows up. yeah. I know he's one of them. Oh, Napoleon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so they travel basically. I forgot how it like comes about, but they a travel through box. a phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> to the past to learn about, you know, historical stuff and follow hot babes around. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they take the babes. people. And then, uh, I think they write the report, and I don't remember what happens, but I feel like it's really ridiculous. See, I didn't think that they wrote it. I thought it was, like... They brought It was a them project. In. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they do spoke scene, and they, like, do a song and shit. Yeah. It's, like, a whole thing. And then they use the whole time travel bit, where they, like, leave a key for them in the past, and it's all oh, trippy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all trippy <laughs> mind thing. <laughs> I remember when they're in, like, the medieval times, and they're, like... They're outside of the castle, I think, and they run into, you know, the guards, and uh, the guards like says to them, they like, like get in like the the Iron Maiden, and like they're a fri- they're a huge fan of the band Iron Maiden, so like, sick. Or like Iron Maiden, like she sounds kind of hot. Like, <laughs> oh yes, one that of those two things. Do. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I loved that though. The the ending project. Actually, my favorite scene is when Beethoven, when they go to the mall, and everybody like finds their little niche, you know, in the mall, and Beethoven's in the, uh, in the, the music store, the instrument store, and he's on the piano and he is rocking. It's so awesome. And you're like, yeah, that's right, Beethoven. There's this one Get part where they're like falling. I don't even know what they're falling to, but to, into some void or whatever. And they keep falling for, like, ever and ever. And I couldn't stop laughing at that. It's really, really stupid and juvenile. But it was really funny. And then they just, like, hit the floor. I appreciate that they don't pretend to be anything by juvenile, though. Like, yeah. Like, the comedies that understand what they are and just own it. But I respect those infinitely more than the ones that pretend to be something that they're not. It's like... Stupid humor that I don't have to think about. I appreciate. There's a time and a place for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unlike anachronisms, there's not a time and a place for that because it doesn't like make sense. <laughs> but it does exist because it's a word we're making a podcast about. <laughs> and actually, we were talking about. So there's there's another term that people sometimes use as an anachronism. Um, archaisms, which are after I flip my page. Archaisms are um, an archaic word, phrase, idiom, or other expression. So while an anachronism would be like me having a cell phone in the 1920s, an archaism would be me now saying, Thou art as heavenly as the stars. Because people don't say thou art anymore. 
I was wondering a few minutes ago if there was, um, just since I didn't previously know about that word, um, archaism, I was wondering if there was, like, a past-to-future version of anachronism. It's like, that's what that is. Kind of, yeah, but it only works for phrases. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it's because our anachronism, oh my god, I'm having such a hard time pronouncing, an anachronism (laughs) is, it just has to follow, if it's an arrow, or, Oh my god, okay, repeat. Here we go. An anachronism is an error in chronology. So, as long as the chronological order makes sense, you're good. As long as I don't take future technology into the past, or I don't put it in there, then we're fine. Like, I could have Marie Antoinette's shoes in my closet, and technically speaking, the chronology is not changed. Because I came after Marie Antoinette. But hmm. if you had my shoes in Marie Antoinette's closet, then it would be an anachronism because the chronology does not make sense. So what if there's a movie that, or whatever, a place that's set in super, super futuristic, like is Star Wars, like super hyper no. future? Nope. Okay, well, something, let's Star say. Star Trek is okay, future. let's say that. <laughs> and everything is super futuristic, not technology known to us, but... They just they use typewriters or something, but everything else is very futuristic. That would be kind of I don't know if it would be considered a juxtaposition, but it would not be an anachronism. It so would it just has be to weird. be. So you can't have an anachronism from past to future. Basically. No. Yeah, because mm, it just has to fall. I'm sure Me there's too. a term for it, but I mean that's kind of just like a, an, a random. I mean it's sort of juxtaposition. It's sort of just bizarre, but it's not an anachronism. There must be a term for it, though. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because, like, time only moves one way. In our minds. So like, almost yeah, I'm like, but there has to be technology that, like, really cannot be used anymore in some way, shape, or form. Like, it just cannot be used. So if it's used now, then it would... I just feel like there has to be something. I don't know, That man. is out of commission. That is no more that cannot be done. I mean, telephone booths are, like, they're not used really anymore. So... I mean that, but you you could still use them. The technology doesn't. We haven't replaced anything yet. I don't. I can't think of a single technology that we can't use anymore. And then there's so much technology, and it depends on like your term. Because in anthropology, technology. I mean, yeah, like, it's so much more simplified. Yeah, like, yeah, like a screwdriver is a technology because yeah, yeah. it's a tool. So, you know. Astrolab. We can always use the Astrolab or something. Yeah. I don't remember what that is, but like you look through it, but it has an angular thing and you have to find the stars with it. Oh. Although I mean, I th- you could use it, probably, but... Yeah. Why just, would like, you? Yeah. I mean, and that would just things... be, be... I mean, but because steampunk, steampunk people, I mean, they, you know, there's plenty of the stuff that there's no point in using that anymore when we have so much more technology now, mm-hmm. but they just prefer that time for but it's not an anachronism. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna think about it. Okay. And maybe I'll do some research about trying to find out of commission technology that literally cannot be used anymore. Right. And then like would the that beginning. be an anachronism? I don't think so, because an anachronism is just an error in chronology. <laughs> it's an error in chronology. As long as it's 
makes chronological sense so in a timeline. <laughs> Anachronism only means future to past, not no, past left to future. Left to right, left to right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll have to come up with a whole new term no. for what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Or there's I probably want a term anachronism somewhere. to be a lot more accepting. <laughs> I know. I want it to be like both ways. But you're in a dictionary of like loving the past or something. A dictionary of words about loving. <laughs> and hating the future. Loving the past, <laughs> hating the future. <laughs> I, I do not have to be the first one. That but <laughs> I hate the past so much. <laughs> they suck. Um, Punch it. But as far as anachronisms go, I've got some other ones for you guys. Real anachronisms. <gasps> not whatever you're talking about, River. <laughs> um, so when I was talking about the Marie Antoinette. Thing, shoes. It's because in the movie Marie Antoinette, uh, directed by Sofia Coppola, there is a scene where Converse shoes are in Marie Antoinette's yeah. well, in her, her thing. And the yeah. re- Sophie actually did that on purpose because it's supposed to be like the juxtaposition, you know, and showing kind of what it would be like now. Like, oh, right. That, showing was that the, the real life fashion-y scene where they were trying on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's a good movie. I agree. And the soundtrack is pretty bitchin'. It's a good soundtrack. <gasps> <laughs> Would that be a thing in movies? Soundtracks? Or does that not matter because it's not actually happening? I I don't know. I That would be such it a kind of idea. that actually reminds have you guys ever seen Sundance? Um oh my gosh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Anyway, great movie. It's Western. Um, But there's a scene in it where Paul Newman is riding the bicycle with, I cannot remember the woman's name, but she plays Robert Redford's love interest in the movie. Uh, Robert Redford is Sundance. Paul Newman is Butch Cassidy, which is also why Robert Redford's movie thing is called the Sundance Film Festivals, because of Sundance Oh, There you go. And all wraps around. Anywho, so there's a scene where he's riding, uh, Paul Newman's riding a bike, and it's like, the bike is a new invention at the time. Right in the time period that they're that the movie is set, and in it there's a song playing um, "Raindrops Keep Falling on oh, My yeah. Head," and it was like this major uh, risk to have that song playing because it Doesn't was anachronistic to the time period of when the movie's set, so it might take people out of it, right? As opposed to it being like the artistic choice that the director made. So I don't I don't know if it would be an anachronism. Did they does the definition talk about specifically like objects or stuff that's like interacting with the environment or scene or something? Or just, I, don't think so. I mean well, movies are anachronistic though in so many ways. Yeah. Because there would never be a movie about Marie Antoinette. So like in yeah. that way the movie is anachronistic. Right, yeah. But I don't know. It's like an onion. There must be more specific terms for these things that we're talking yeah. about. Charistic. Just like an ogre is like an onion? Yeah. That's an anachronism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> princesses. They like uh, played like the immigrant song or whatever. Uh, isn't that what's up with? Yeah. Yeah, like, ah! princesses <laughs> And they also do that in Thor, but that would have actually been, that was not anachronistic. I just thought of kind of an anachronism, it's a stupid as fuck one, but I don't know, like, as far as, like, soundtracks that, like, if, since most of the time they're not really happening in the movie, towards the end of, I'm pretty sure at least, like, 
probably multiple of, but I think at least like the first Shrek movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bare naked ladies in Shrek. I yeah, love yeah. That yeah. That's the medieval-ish times. Like even though ogres point. never existed, That's but true. there you go. Yeah, but then there would have been. King they are dancing to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so Shrek. <laughs> I love Shrek. The first Shrek movie is great. I have not seen the other ones. Actually, no, I saw the second one. But the third one, those Shrek babies, Dude. I was not interested in. <laughs> Same here. No, I'm good. That, like, they ruins. had them throwing up. I don't understand. I never thought throwing up was funny. Ever. Whoa, those Shrek babies just brought me back to, like, a weird crevice in childhood. <laughs> crevice in childhood. Time. I'm anachronizing right now. <laughs> You're not an do for us kind of thing as the viewers or walk as the readers yeah not we have to answer right now but i think it's just meant so we understand right like they were said to understand so we have a better understanding of what they went to what what that would have been like had we lived in that time because there's so many things that we can't understand like we can't understand marie antoinette but we can understand getting ready with our friends with our shoes in the background. Like, right, like with the messy... Like, so we could draw parallels to our life. So we'd be better... We'd have a better understanding of the challenges she had gone through. Yeah. Humanizes people of the past that we feel like we most of the time don't understand. Yeah. It's probably cool just, Someone like... Does. Well, not, like, probably. I feel like it's just, like, a cool artistic choice, too. Just to... I'm... Like, I feel like fuck I with time. Rick and Morty. <laughs> I feel fuck with time. I feel fuck with time. <laughs> Einstein says I feel fuck with time. Well, it's like Will, but it's like in his. With his oh, German. I feel, like, I feel fuck with time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he comes up with the theory. Oh, I like that. You go, yeah. Einstein. <laughs> I enjoy Einstein a lot. I remember the first time I learned about Einstein, though, and he was like, you know, he didn't do well in grade school. And you're like, I holy shit, I have a chance too. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's cruel to give Them us ask, that hope. asking us what we want to be when we're older. Like, do you want to be an astronaut or the president or a doctor? What? Yeah, why'd they tempt us with that at a young age? I, and I feel like those were always the three things that everybody said. I wanted to be yeah. a chemist and a secretary. What? I, I wanted to be a nurse and a marine biologist, which mm. were... Those are cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you want to be an astronaut? Uh, yeah, an astronaut or a rock star. Oh, <laughs> so oh all yeah, star. All of us are like, we have two yeah. favorite picks, but very different picks. Yeah. I used to be a secretary for my brothers, and they'd pay me a penny or a nickel, whatever change they had on them, and I uh-huh. did nothing <laughs> because they had no <laughs> schedules. <laughs> but I'd sit outside their door with my laptop that my dad gave me. It was like an old laptop. It didn't work. Right, it was like one of the old ones from his job, you know, that nobody used anymore. Well, and I got it for Christmas. I freaked out. I still have it. It was my favorite mm-hmm. thing. It was like two inches thick. It was huge, <laughs> and the screen was super little. But I would sit outside there, there, because they they had doors were across from each other. 
so I'd sit outside with my computer and I'd just pretend to type and then when one of my brothers wanted to see the other one I'd be like oh well and I'd knock on the other brother's door you know so and so wants to see you and he come in and then my parents came over I'd do the same thing and that was my role as their secretary I loved it oh my gosh yeah. Good times. I used to have this little cash register that was like the, I guess the size of a laptop now. And I thought it was so cool. It had a little conveyor belt on it that would be. Oh my god, I remember those! <laughs> I wanted one cool. so bad! <laughs> and the drawer would open and have fake money in it. Except the coins like really disappointed me because they were like super big plastic coins that were like just yellow, red, or blue. It's like, this oh. is too fake. <laughs> At least it's like iridescent or like yeah, small and heavy or something. Yeah. That's too bad. Were they like too big to like eat? Do you guys have a <laughs> <laughs> Why are you eating change? <laughs> because children and like the risk of like the, where it's like, where, like age hazard. Like, yeah. yeah. They're pretty big. And I don't remember anything. Putting, I don't remember putting anything in my mouth. Put coins in my mouth. Did you really? Yeah, not like Did to like try to like, swallow them, but like I just remember like yeah, when like I was too young to know that they're disgustingly dirty and they're handled and go everywhere. Like just like hmm, like taste like pennies or like you know. I've always thought like blood tastes like pennies. Yeah. I used to see the end of matchsticks. What the fuck? I still don't get that. Oh like God. that's terrifying. <laughs> that sounds so poisonous. Probably <laughs> yeah. I used I put um, food coloring yeah. in my mouth and I thought I poisoned myself. I was so scared and I remember <laughs> contemplating whether or not I should tell them. Like, <laughs> I was like, do I need to go to the hospital? But if I do, I'm gonna get in trouble. I was like, do I want to die or do I want to? Die? <laughs> <laughs> do <not. laughs> do or do I want to get in trouble? And I decided. <laughs> to eat the I decided to wait and see <laughs> and if I, got, if I felt worse I would tell them and I never did <laughs> like, at least I, guess, I get ice cream yeah I'm going down but at least I get ice cream <laughs> <sighs> oh um so back to anachronisms here are some literary anachronisms Spoiler alert, they're entirely Shakespeare <laughs> in their many ways. So I'll do um, I'll do the Shakespeare movies first, or, or like plays that have been filmed. Film? Filmed. That would be the right one. Thank Work you. Recorded. Cinemized. Recorded. <laughs> yes, cinemized. Um, so David Tennant and Catherine Tate, a.k.a. Donna Noble and the Tenth Doctor from Doctor Who, uh, are in Much Ado About Nothing, and I think you can still look it up on YouTube, and I've seen it, and it's great, and I loved it. And Catherine Tate and David Tennant have fabulous chemistry, and um, Benedict and Beatrice are one of my favorite couples in the Shakespearean world. Anyhow, they presumably <laughs> have uh, purposeful anachronisms again. There's like they have like a club scene where they're having a party that everyone's coming home and there's it's like modern music you know in a in a uh, boombox kind of playing and then they have like cocktails and their clothes are all kind of modern day and it sort of reminds me of the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes um, that's a good one yeah and so they still speak Shakespearean like you know, they still speak the the uh, lines as Shakespeare wrote them, 
but the their surroundings, their setting, and things have changed. Um, so Wait, like with, so you say that's an anachronism? Yes. It would be an anachronism. Wouldn't it? Because it's still supposed to be... But <gasps> Shakespeare shit. happened before. The yeah. 90s. Exactly. Oh, that, is that so an archaism, Maybe it would be an archaism. Oh, hot dicky dog. <laughs> I suppose like, it depends on what the purpose is. Is it supposed to be that time period and they're just changing it to look like that? But then that wouldn't oh, yeah. be that time period. Yeah, which, so then it would just be that they changing. Yeah. Because yeah, that would like the be language a past setting the and they're just kind of like. It would be an archaism or it would be an anachronism. It would not be your version of an anachronism. <laughs> Because it's not them pretending, it's not them being, it, it would be them using weird language, archaic language, so it would be an archaism, or it would be them using modern things in a uh, ancient, in an older time. So it would not be. Because simultaneous. So that would be an anachronism or an archaism. Yeah, I guess it just really depends on what the purpose was. I think it's probably easier to say an archaism. Because in anachronism, there's a lot that we'd have to change. But with an archaism, it's just modern just the telling language. in the... Yeah, with the language. Yeah, it's like Which the language the is moving thing. forward in time. Or is being or, brought from the past. But, like, all the other settings and all the other, like, facets of the whole, like, production are, like, from a more futuristic time than the story is based in. Yeah, it's like a current time, but we've all... But language has not evolved. Sort of thing. So they'd be an archaism. It's just like with the Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet, that would probably be considered an archaism because it's like mostly modern day except for the language they use. If I remember correctly. Yes. Doth art thou. But some actual anachronisms that I am positive are anachronisms. <laughs> oh! Wait, no, I need to focus. <laughs> okay, so with Hamlet, um, they there's the, the fighting scene where Hamlet and his uncle are, you know, fighting to the death kind of thing. And uh, they use rapiers, which are straight swords, which would have been popular in the time that Shakespeare wrote them, but they were not designed in the 12th century, which is when Hamlet was set, because Hamlet's based off of an actual... Danish prince and like whole whole deal that was oh. that was presumably set in the 12th century. It's kind of a bit of a they're it, they're not fully certain when it was supposed to take place, but everyone but historians agree that it was presumably like the 12th or the 13th century, and the rapiers were not created until the 16th century. Another um, anachronism in <laughs> another anachronism in Shakespeare in Hamlet. <laughs> is the college that uh, Hamlet went to. So he went to the University of Wittenberg. Here's some more fun facts for you guys. So, <laughs> the University of Wittenberg, which then it kind of eventually became the University of Hale, I think it's Hale or it's Halley, Hale or Halley, Wittenberg, is now known as Martin Luther University, and it's the combination of both of those things. But the University of Wittenberg, which is the University Hamlet supposedly went to, was not created until 1502, which again is 20 centuries, oh. or, or later than when Hamlet went to school. And Antony and Cleopatra, uh, Cleopatra talks about how she wanted to play some billiards, 
billions weren't going to be created for like another 1500 years so that would be an anachronism yeah that's like I don't know a hefty stroke right Shakespeare done messed up on that one the other ones you're like you didn't have Google I'll accept it but come on thinking Cleopatra could play (laughs) billiards that was a rookie mistake rookie mistake Bill (laughs) um Macbeth so there's a part where Ross is talking to King Duncan and Ross uses the term dollar in, in, you know, for monetary uh, explanation or whatever. And dollar, which, okay, this is actually a fun little rabbit hole I went down, is the origin of the word dollar. So a lot of people think that dollar is an Americanism, and it is not an Americanism. They used it in the UK in the 1500s, like in England and such. And then it became more of an American word, so now it's US dollars and it's UK pounds. But dollar might have come from the the word thaler i think it's called it's it's spelled t-h-a-l-e-r but it's pronounced taylor i believe and and then it would it had like evolved slowly into dollar if you guys are interested you should totally look up the history of the word dollar it was very fascinating and there was a lot more information on it than i thought there would be but that's an anachronism or actually no that would be an anachronism that's the right way that's an error in chronology okay and then <laughs> last but not least julius caesar um there is a scene where brutus uh says peace count the clock and cassius 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 uh, says the clock has stricken three which would mean that it was a mechanical clock because you could hear clocks strike and like tick and things and mechanical clocks were not created until many a year after Julius Caesar because Julius Caesar is set in 44 AD and uh it'd be a while so there you go um and anachronism can't exist outside of fiction right since like it's like a definition in like in our realm and we're talking about their realm that we're aware of and they're not aware of us like if it's normal for them, but it's still weird for us in our, like, timeline of their, you know, life. I feel like, I don't know, I mean, you could, like, argue, I think, that, like, it wouldn't be an anachronism for them, but since, like, they're just, like, a world of, like, our creation, basically, then it's still a definition of, like, an anachronism, like, for us. Like, they're dependent on our, like, timeline. Yeah, so it's just purely for fiction. But archaism isn't. I don't know. Because I can right now say doth art. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cool I wouldn't be, that. but yeah, Whoa, doth right. art would be an archaic. I just yeah. said that. <laughs> so you, you just used to archaism. Yeah, so archaism would just be like every day, but an anachronism has mm. to be in fiction. Gotcha. Interesting. Ah, the more you know. Yeah. This is fun. I just thought of like a, I don't know, just kind of like a weird example of archaism. Um, the show Xavier Renegade Angel on Adult Swim. Well, it was canceled off Adult Swim. I don't know what year, but I only was exposed to the show many years ago, and that was many years after it was canceled, I think. But basically, this guy, he's uh, <laughs> he has like a humanoid form and kind of like a brown, like fuzzy body. He has like a He-Man like haircut and like a beak, and he has like one snake hand. What the fuck? Yeah, and his knees bent backwards also, but he's, like, kind of like a time-traveling, like, shaman, kind of self-defined guru person. He doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and also, like, it's Adult Swim, so, like, you can expect that it's not gonna make any fucking sense, it's very surreal. But anyways, like, he uses, uh, he's like, 
doth art life a lot and like a lot of kind of like Shakespearean terms or words like most of his uh, most of his dialogue involves speaking like that where other people around him do not speak that same way mm, nice <laughs> right. That was like <laughs> some digging for that arcade. I like it. Um, it's good archaism. I do like that's I wonder if it would still be an archaism though if I was quoting Shakespeare. Probably wouldn't, right? Because I wouldn't be using it in my everyday term. I'd be calling back to something in fiction. Yeah, just be like ref like um circumstantially referential. Yeah. Or, like, if I just, like, used a movie quote in turn, you know, if I just, that wouldn't be me, I mean, I, I would be physically saying it, but it wouldn't have been made out of my head, so it wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't it'd be, like, so. quoting That's it. just citing stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. Just, even if I don't physically cite it. I just what about, like, Civil War reenactors? They, like, they're, like, part-time archaeists. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, in a way. Have you guys ever read the letters that they wrote in the Civil War? Like, the soldiers wrote home to their family. They are the most beautiful letters you will ever read, and whenever I read them, I just, I mean, I cry because the Civil War is an awful war, but more than that, the language. Session. Huh? <laughs> I said I imagine it'd be a wet session. Yeah. It is, they're so beautiful. I understand the evolution of language and it's a beautiful thing, but it also makes me sad that we have the lost art of, of language in the way that we, because of how we've evolved. Like, our vernacular has yeah. changed so much and it's become, at least in my view, less beautiful. But. Oh, completely. We've gotten, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, when there have been just, um, like casual times in conversations where just as I'm speaking I just kind of use a word that I guess a lot of people like don't use or something. I don't know like an example like right now, but I've gotten some people like comment like, Oh that's a like a It's a five like, dollar cool word. word. Yeah, like, wow, that's a word. I'm like, oh I mean I didn't like really like think of it, I just kind of like put it in there because I like the word and I didn't really give a fuck and just like why not appreciate vocabulary I got made to have to like make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Big words that has discouraged me from using those words. Right when they, I got no. made fun of using intelligence using exoskeleton. Are you serious? Yeah. How else can you explain that though without using? What are you supposed to say instead like, of exoskeleton? Bug shell, crunchy it bug was shell. Like by yeah, a lot of people, and I was like, I will just not talk. I get really I nervous <laughs> in like real time speaking. I like when I write. I use a lot of different words and more. I don't know. Younger kids. I wish I could go back so bad sometimes with the brain that I have now when I was a child and see if I could understand these things. So you want to anachronize it? Yeah. I don't know. I want to truly anachronize. Yeah, like I are. I want to reach true peak in <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about how we love words and then we're like we're gonna butcher some words now <laughs> it's like cooking create hey, Shakespeare yeah. created words just he because did. he wanted to he did and he was he also really the king of anachronism <laughs> he was kind of the king of anachronism although I, there's this one professor I doth as well <laughs> I, I doth as well